Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back. 1.37 is the time here. At KSL News Radio, Emily Lonsberry, you're listening to Live Mike, episode number 288. There has been an issue you and I have been discussing now for a number of weeks, and it comes from uh, St. George. It comes from Dixie State University. There has been an effort, starting with the Board of Trustees at Dixie State University, to, uh, to change the name, to remove Dixie from the name of that state university. The... Board of Trustees at the university, as you well know, uh, voted unanimously to recommend to the state legislature that a change be made. Now, interestingly, interestingly, uh, I when, when I caught wind of that vote, I remembered, oh, you know what? Former Speaker Dave Clark is is on that board, and I, if if I'm honest, I would not have predicted his support for the changing of that name. And so we did what we could, and I made contact with uh, the former speaker, and he and I had, had an opportunity to speak about uh, had a, an opportunity to speak about his rationale and his thought process. And you know what? There was some evolution there. He uh, very early in the process, when he first caught wind of an effort to change the name or recommend to the legislature that the name be changed, uh, he. And I don't have a problem sharing with you this fact. He he said it here on these airwaves. He went to the university president and said, hey, listen, I, I don't want to be a party uh, to this name change. This is uh, representative of, of a tradition uh, that I you know hold in my heart. And he went on and on. But then as uh, first a, a study was commissioned, uh, the Cicero group sat down and uh, surveyed folks and looked at the reality. And it, it was learned in that study and ultimately by uh, former Speaker Clark that, in fact, uh, this this name is is detrimental to the professional outlook and prospects of uh, graduates. There are a number of anecdotal claims in that study that uh, indicate that when Graduates of Dixie State University have found themselves in the job interview uh, setting that they have been then told to, hold on a second, what's the name of your school? Why is it named that? And it often ends up eating up a a good deal of the interview time. Now, listen, the logistics and that type of stuff, you know, the the hampering of your future professional prospects, that's only one side of it. That's only one school of thought as to why uh, the name change ought to come about. There is a whole nother historic look at why the name ought to be changed. And to help us understand that uh, that other aspect, I've welcomed to, or I've invited to the program, Janetta Williams, president of the NAACP Salt Lake branch, and she joins me on the line now. Janetta, welcome to the program. How are you? 
I'm doing good. Thank you. And thank you for the invite. Let's start here. There was a a survey commission not that long ago uh, executed by Scott Rasmussen, and that survey found that 61 percent of Utahns uh, are opposed to changing the name of Dixie State University. Uh, You and I had a brief opportunity to speak uh, early this morning, and I I am left with the question, is that the right group of people to ask? Should should, should we be looking at, at the state and residents of the state as the deciders of this issue? Yes, I really believe that it should be the entire state because the name and the university is more than just the folks that live in St. George. Uh, We're looking at not only for the entire state of Utah, but folks across the country. Uh, I was interviewed by our NAACP Crisis Magazine back in uh, roughly around 2008, I think, and and it was in opposition uh, as well. And we were trying to get the name changed. And also when Dixie wanted to become a university, uh, we tried to get the them to change the name at that time, and we were not successful at that time to change that how, name. How, how do you feel this go around? You think uh, you think this will ultimately result in in changing the university's name finally for you? Well, I I think it's a it's a good step forward for sure because especially with the entire board of trustees, the uh, education, uh, the higher board of education and others in the community and the state, rather, are looking at the name change. And what we've brought out, too, is that uh, when we say what's in a name, it's it's a lot in a name. And because regardless of what folks want to believe and what they're saying and why they named it that and why people want to keep it, it's associated with the Old South and the Confederate States. Uh, Dixie was considered the land south of the Mason-Dixon line where slavery was legal, and the Dixie Chicks, they changed their name to just call themselves the Chicks now, and the reason why was because they looked at at all of the controversy that was going on, and they were saying, you know, we need to change our name. We don't want to be uh, looked at as, as this, because they didn't know when they called themselves the Dixie Chicks at the beginning. But there's a lot of other things, too, that was going on, and then the old Confederate uh, South uh, emblem that they call themselves. If you Google the Dixie song, you're going to pull up uh, the Dixie song with a lot of a whole lot of Confederate flags. And 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 then when people are looking at that, they also have um, when they did the the minstrel shows, they were doing the blackface, and that's the same thing that the Dixie students had done. We're doing the blackface and doing the slave auctions and all of those type of things. But then yet people there in St. George were saying, well, you know, Dixie had nothing to do with slaves. And Dixie, uh, you know, we're just named that Dixie because we could grow cotton here. Well, there's a lot more to it than all of that. And they need to really stop and realize uh, that Dixie is considered the, you know, slave areas, mm. Confederate names, uh the, everything negative to do with it. There are there are those that uh, you know would look at the history that you've just shared with us and say, oh well, that was that was many decades ago. The 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 yearbook hasn't been called the Confederate, uh, you know, in, in a long time. That many of those blackface practices are uh, are relics of yesteryear. D- does it matter to you how long ago it happened? 
Yes, it does. It it does matter because just like names matter, uh, the different things that happened to, uh, in history matters, and and you can't just erase it and say, well, we don't do that anymore. Well, if they go back into the history and the history books and the uh, Confederacy, you know, that was happening right there at Dixie. Dixie State University, then, you know, there's just certain things you just can't erase. But you can get rid of the name and and start over, have a new name, uh, you know, have the the folks look at changing the name, working with the higher uh, board of education, working with the the Dixie uh, folks there uh, at the university. And, and come up with a name that's going to be fitting for for the university, even if they have to name it St. George University. That, that's, that was going to be my last question. Again, we're speaking with Janetta Williams, president of the NAACP Salt Lake branch. Uh, before I let you go, do you, have a, do you have an alternative name suggestion? St. George University. St. George University. I think that would be most, most fitting because then it, it's there in St. George. Uh, it wouldn't be mistaken for another university. Um, I would suggest to have it St. George University. All right, All right. straightforward, clear, and geographic. Uh, thank you so much, exactly. uh, Ms. Williams. Uh, it was a pleasure speaking to you. Looking forward to doing so again. Well, thank you, Lee. All righty. Uh, we're going to take a break right now, and we're going to continue this look uh, at, at uh, racial issues, specifically race, equity, and belonging. That is the name of a report recently uh, released by a Brigham Young University committee. committee. They were commissioned uh, middle of last year to look at the question of race on the campus of Brigham Young University. There are 26 recommendations to come back. We'll be speaking with a sociologist and a member of the team behind this study next on Life Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.